Tis the season to dominate your league and secure your spot in the fantasy playoffs. But to do that, you need to stay 10 steps ahead of your competition. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you dominate your league. Now, our special guest, Zach Henshew from NBC Sports, and your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan who plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. Really quick, um, this episode is presented to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use your promo code for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. For five years, our special guest has worked in the fantasy sports industry. He's worked at Fantasy Pros, Rotowire, and now he's with NBC Sports. Believe in fantasy basketball fanatics. I introduce to you my mellow, my man, Zach Hanshu. So first things first, I know there's a lot of talk around the Charlotte Hornets with the rest- with the return of Miles Bridges, right? And, and, and at the time of recording this episode, he is top 30, Zach, which is wild, right? For what people even paid in their drafts, what people, some people even grabbed him off of waivers, right? So talk to me about December. Do you think he'll be able to keep up this top 30 value? And also, what kind of impact do you think he's going to have on players like Rozier, uh, PJ Washington, and even LaMelo Ball? Yeah, man. So Miles Bridges has has been phenomenal, as you mentioned, uh, top 30 player, uh, you know, since returning. He's played five games. Uh, averaging 21 points, almost nine rebounds, uh, 1.4 steals, 1.8 triples, solid shooting percentages. Um, And and these are the type of numbers that he posted two years ago when he had his breakout. Um, So to me, this is absolutely sustainable. Um, This is a guy that's still in his prime. Uh, He had last season off. He he has fresh legs. I think it's worth noting LaMelo Ball got injured in his last game, uh, but in four full games that he played alongside Miles Bridges, um, he had his best scoring stretch of the entire season. Um, so I, I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, but Bridges uh, Bridges being available, playing heavy minutes, uh, and, and looking phenomenal, uh, th- that's made P.J. Washington a drop. Uh, you don't need to hold on to P.J. Washington anymore. Um, you know, guys like Brandon Miller uh, definitely are going to have uh, some of their value uh, dinged a little bit. Uh, Miller obviously gets a boost with, uh, you know, anytime LaMelo Ball misses, uh, he should draw the start just like he started the second half the other night. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the biggest impact is to Washington, who, who is somebody you don't need to hold on to anymore. Yep. And, you know, I know when he came back, there was like, this whole moral dilemma, right? People were talking about like, why would you add him? Why would you do this? And for me, you know, I like 
like I said all the time, here on this channel, we don't, you know, we 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 stand up against domestic violence, any kind of violence. But at the end of the day, like adding him into your lineup is not you like wearing a Miles Bridges t-shirt, right? It's not saying like, hey, I advocate anything that's happening behind the scenes with this guy. You know what I'm saying? So have you heard people talking about that stuff? And, and what is your take on that? I think people talked about that a lot more um, right before the season started. And, you know, maybe as we were heading into the season and there was talk of, hey, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Um, but uh, it, in any of the leagues that I play in or any of the fantasy basketball people that I talk to, uh, a lot of that stuff has has really died down. I think people are more focused on, uh, you know, what he's doing on the court and how he's impacting um you know, fantasy teams. I, I'm not sure if it's been the same way for you, but that's kind of the uh, the vibe that I've been getting. It's been a mixed bag because in my community, like, you know, there's a lot of new people, right? People who are very new to yeah. fantasy. And, and I think a part of that is like, it's like an interesting topic for people to discuss. Um, do you think that, you know, moving forward, especially with like his legal stuff up in the air, that it could also be a sell high moment? For Miles Bridges, like you, if you grabbed him off waivers, you paid nothing. If you drafted him, you probably still play. You paid way less than what he's performing. Do you think that that would be an opportunity for folks too? Absolutely, man. Um, I, I think anytime somebody is playing at their absolute best, um, you know that's that's always a great time to shop around and see what you're able to get. Um, and like you said, Miles Bridges, you, you probably got him for nothing. You drafted him late in your draft. You picked him up off waivers. Um, and, and anybody that's a top 30 value that you got for nothing, you know, absolutely. Any sort of return you can get for him is that's just an automatic victory. And it also like there's also like a, a bit of the, the patience conversation in it, too. Right. So like you drafted him. Some people drafted him, and as soon as the news came out that there was, like, this second warrant or whatever, then he immediately went to, to waivers, right? Um, so, like, that's right back to that testimony of, like, hey, guys, be patient, especially early in the season. Absolutely, man. Good stuff. So, speaking of early in the season, man, the rookie of the year discussions are going on. They are fiery, and they are hot. People talking about Wimby versus Chet, right? So Chet has been like, he's top 10 right now, right? Yeah. He's top 10? Like, I was like on Basketball Monster the other day, Zach, and I was I was refreshing my page. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was like, wait a minute. What's happening? I was like, what are my settings? Like, is this real? I go over to hashtag basketball. It's the same thing. Like, this guy's in the top 10. So talk to me about December, the <laughs> outlook, specifically with Wimby and Chet in mind, right? Because, you know, just for, like, as an NBA fan and entertainment purposes, it's a good story, right? I, I, I told my son the other day, I think they're going to be our new Magic and Bird. You know, I think that they could be our new LeBron and, and, and Curry type of rivalry. Talk to me about that and, um, you know, what do you think is going to happen in December with these two players? Yeah, man, I, I love the Magic and Bird comparison. Um, I, I think these are going to be two of our most exciting guys for you know the next decade and beyond. 
Um, It's totally different situations with these guys, right? Like Chet comes in to a team that, uh, you know, they were a a near playoff team last season, Um, you know, a team that's ascending. They have SGA. They have a whole cast full of, you know, really talented players, Jalen Williams um, and others. And, you know, he comes into this well-oiled machine and, and just seamlessly fits in with this group. He's, he's a year older, obviously. He sat out last season with that injury, uh, what would have been his rookie season. Uh, but Chet, right now, uh, the biggest thing for fantasy managers is, is the field goal percentage. Um, you know, his percentages uh, and free throw percentage as well, um, that's what's really elevated him into that top 10 status over Wemby. Uh, because if you look at the raw numbers, the points, the rebounds, the blocks, the triples, you know, they're neck and neck right there, uh, you know, him and Wemby. Uh, but it's just that those percentages that have really taken Chet over the top. Um, and, and he's just a more efficient shooter. Um, he doesn't have all that defensive attention on him like Wemby does in San Antonio. Uh, I think teams know when they play the Spurs, hey, the ball's going to Wemby. He's going to shoot. He has to do a lot because this team is so uh, devoid of playmakers. And that's just not the case in Oklahoma City where you have an SGA who draws your attention. You have an Isaiah Joe who can shoot lights out. Uh, You have a Jalen Williams who can go out and get a bucket. Uh, so I think the situation is a little bit easier for Holmgren, uh, but he's, you know, certainly the efficiency is is going to be the difference. So I, I see him continuing to have the better fantasy season. Do you think that Chet can finish top 20? I think he can finish top 10. I, I don't see I don't see what he's doing right now that's not sustainable. Uh, we expected him to block a lot of shots. We expected him to hit three pointers. We expected him to score and rebound, uh, you know, at a high level. Um, I don't think people expected him to be this efficient. So maybe we see a little bit of a decline there. Uh, but even a small decline in his percentages, I still think he finishes as a first rounder. And just quickly about Jay Dub, for Jalen Williams, a lot of people had higher hopes for him this season. What's your take on him? And do you think that um, Chet's ascension is kind of impacting his value a little bit? I think Chet's ascension has has absolutely affected his value. Um, Jalen Williams, still a top 100 guy this season. Uh, he's been dealing with some nagging injuries. So we'll see, you know, now that he's coming back, we'll see, you know, if he's feeling better, if he's more healthy, how that'll impact his production moving forward. Uh, but still a top 100 guy right now, uh, right outside, I think, 91st, if I'm not mistaken. Um, last season, obviously, broke out. Uh, nobody drafted him. They picked him up off the waiver wire, um, and he finished you know, inside the top 75. Uh, so I think expectations uh, for him were much higher this season. We expected him to do uh, similar things to what he did last year. Uh, but, yeah, it's a different situation. You have another scorer, rebounder, and playmaker in Chet. And so some of that production is going to be dinged a little bit. Uh, but but J-Dub is still – he's still been a really great player this season. And ha- and just my last thing about the Thunder, man, and I'm just thinking about it. When I look at these rankings, I see SGA at the top. I see Ch- Chet in the top ten. Like, can you remember a duo in fantasy that we had, like, Two top ten guys. 
Uh, off the top of my head, man, I, I can't, I cannot think of uh, a more productive or at this point, a more exciting duo, right? Like you've, uh, whether you play fantasy or not, you've got to love what the Thunder are doing right now, man. It is, and the most, the craziest part about this is they have, they still have all this stockpile of picks coming up here, um, you know, for years to come. And they have one of the best young teams in basketball and they're competing for one of the top spots in the West. It's, I mean, you gotta love it. It's wild. Like, I, like, honestly, I always think about like, okay, the, you know, you, when you stack, it's a, it's typically a fantasy football thing, right? Like yeah. some people might like, stack accidentally but it's not something people like really in fantasy basketball let me go ahead and stack these two players but i i I can't think of like a first rounder that was paired with the first rounder it might you might get lucky with the second or third rounder like um ad lebron type situation even like a tatum and jalen brown situation but this is wild like like I, man, I'm like shaking my head again. I was hitting refresh, Zach. I was like, "This is not. What, what did I wake up to? Like, he was just in the top twenty. Like, he's a, he was top twenty. He jumped the top ten. I don't know. I'm excited about it too, man. Um, so talking about guys to keep it going in December. Tyrese Maxey has been otherworldly this season, right? Since the Harden trade trade went down, like he is really like. People are saying he's going to be the SGA of this season, the guy that's taking that leap. Talk to me about Maxi, and do you think in December he'll keep this going? Because he did have a couple of duds in November, right? He had a few games where he was not really on that 50-point level. You know, he, he, he had some duds. So talk to me about his December production and if you think he, in fact, is the SGA of this season. Yeah, so I, I definitely think he is the SGA of this season, right? And, and when we talk about the SGA of the season, we're talking about last season when SGA went in the fourth or sometimes fifth round and then finished inside the top. You know, SGA was a top three player last season. Maxi's a top ten right now. Uh, but we're talking about guys that you got in the mid-rounds that finished inside the first round. Uh, and, and so absolutely he's that guy this season. Um, you know, no James Harden. Uh, that's put him in a spot where he he was forced to elevate. He leads the league in minutes per game right now, 38.4. Um, Philly has uh, arguably one of the weakest benches in basketball. Uh, you're not getting a ton of production uh, from those guys. You're not getting a lot of bucket getters out there. Um, and with Kelly Oubre, you know, unfortunately hit by a vehicle and out for an extended period of time, that just further adds to, you know, what, Philadelphia is asking Tyrese Maxey to do. Um, so, you know, pushing for 40 minutes a night, there's no reason he can't sustain. He's at 26 points, five rebounds, seven assists, um, decent shooting percentages, uh, over three triples per game. Those are numbers that are certainly sustainable for him. Uh, and especially it's him and Joel Embiid. Like the team runs through them. If one of those guys is not feeling it for a given night, they're not going to win a game. So he has to be on every night. He cannot take games off uh, if Philly wants to continue winning in the East. And, and so I see him um, as a young guy with without an extensive injury history. I see him as a guy that can continue this run all season. Yeah, I agree. I think that he will maintain his value in December and he will continue to produce throughout the year. Um, just just on the uh, idea or the question of 
this year's SGA. Do you think that Chet is in that conversation too? Or I think Chet is, yeah. I, I don't see why Chet wouldn't be in that conversation because he was a guy, you know, as we said, drafted in that, you know, some people took him in the third round, but third, fourth, uh, maybe sometimes fifth round. Um, and he went consistently a round or two after Wemby. Uh, and obviously he's pushed past Wemby in terms of overall fantasy value. Uh, so I think just given that there was that kind of neck and neck, who's going to be the top fantasy guy this year, who's rookie of the year, uh, all the hype surrounding Wemby and, and less so with Chet, I think that's kind of added to his mystique this season that he went after a guy uh, with a similar skill set, seven footer who could dribble, who can shoot, who can pass, block shots, shoot threes. Uh, it's It's been a lot of fun, man. Who do you think will finish higher this season? Well, who? Let me reframe that. Who who is most likely to finish top ten? Chet or Maxi? Ooh, if I had to pick one, I think they. Ah, I think they both can do it. If I had to pick one, oh man, ah, I'm gonna have to go with Chet. I, I think it's easier for. I, I, and I know he shoots outside shots, uh, but but guards finishing inside the top ten. Um, ah, I mean, they often do, but I, I think Chet is more likely to maintain his high efficiency. Um, and we all know blocks and three pointers for a big man are fantasy cheat codes. So I think I, I would go Chet in this situation. Love it. I think I'd go Chet too, just because the efficiency it's yeah. like, it's scary, man. It's scary good. It's scary <laughs> yeah, good. It and, you know, I, I've been watching games a lot more lately, like full games, and I got the league pass, and I'm, like, getting to see some of these out-of-market games, man. And these Thunder are no joke. So I, I think he could finish in the top ten as well. So, Zach, you know what people want. People want to know the players they need to – that's what people love to hear. People are like, yo, tell me who to grab and who to hold. So my next question is, what players are you looking at uh, to stash for in preparation for December? Which players are you looking at to stash in December? Yeah, man. So you and I talked briefly before the show about the uh, the in season tournament that's coming up. So obviously we have uh, we're recording this show on Tuesday, uh, the twenty eighth, and this is the final day of group play. Um, and so as we're talking right now, uh, we only have two teams that have clinched. Right, we have Indy uh, representing right here. And we have the Lakers. So both of them went 4-0 in their group play. They won their respective groups, uh, and they're in. And so we have six other spots up for grabs, three in each division or, you know, each east and west. Um, and so right now, as we're looking at the remaining teams available, uh, the teams most likely to join the Lakers in the west, they're going to be the Kings, Pelicans, and Suns. And out east, it's going to be Milwaukee and Orlando. I'm not sure who's going to get that that final fourth spot for the east. Uh, but those are the seven teams right now that I feel most confident in. Some of the guys that I'm taking a look at, I'm just going to throw some names out here. Uh, for the Pacers, I'm looking at Obi Toppin. He's been a top 90 guy over the last week. Uh, he's been starting uh, even with uh, Aaron Neesmith in and out of the lineup. 
Uh, Jordan Hawkins been lights out with scoring and triples. His percentages are starting to come up. It's something that's been kind of flimsy with him as a rookie, but starting to trend in the right direction. Uh, Max Christie, 27 minutes per game over his last four with Cam Reddish banged up. Uh, hasn't been doing much, but good for deeper leagues. Uh, Eric Gordon, obviously, uh, Phoenix has been banged up all season. 3.8 triples over his last four. Top 80 guy. Uh, Grayson Allen and Nasir Little for Phoenix. Deeper league guys. Uh, Malik Beasley starting to pick it up here over his last four uh, 6.7 rebounds, 1.7 steals, and 2.3 triples. Top 85 guy over the last week. And Cole Anthony, still available in over 40% of leagues. He's been 25-6 and six over his last four games. A top 50 player uh, continuing to excel and get point guard minutes with Markel Fultz out. And he's a guy that is a must-add, especially with Orlando, uh, most likely to make the in-season tournament. Uh, so there's a handful of guys that I'm looking ahead to uh, to at least kick off December and beyond. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And talk to me about some potential waiver ads that could be rest of season holes and just maybe even people that they need to pay attention to monitor, put on their watch list. You have any guys like that? Yeah, so there's a couple that I'm looking at right now. Uh, obviously, devastating news about Jalen Johnson out. You know, I've seen three to four weeks. I've seen four to six weeks. Uh, minimum, he's going to be out three weeks. Um, and so with that, we're looking at Sadiq Bay. Uh, Sadiq Bay was the hot waiver ad. Uh, but DeAndre Hunter has really been balling, uh, you know, over his last few games. So DeAndre Hunter, uh, somebody that I'm absolutely keeping an eye on, as well as Sadiq Bay. We're doing a little Bay watch here. Um, down in Miami, uh, you know, obviously we've seen Jaime Jaquez, uh, the rookie, uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., the, the Triple J of the East, as we like to call him. He has been phenomenal for Miami. Um, and as we know, Miami this season, uh, they lost a couple of, of key guys in the offseason, Max Strews, Gabe Vincent. Uh, so there's minutes available there for heat culture. And Jaquez looks like the guy that is next up to really take the next step forward for them uh, and play some big minutes. So he's a guy that can be a top 100 guy the rest of the season. Uh, so I love him as an ad right now. Um, some other guys that I'm taking a look at here. Um, Jaden Ivey uh, started the season on the bench, uh, has started uh, recently, uh, has really been putting up some solid numbers, 16 and a half points, four rebounds, 4.3 assists, uh, solid shooting from the field, uh, still kind of weak from, you know, that free throw percentage, uh, but a guy that's really starting to come alive here recently. Uh, and if he sticks in the starting five, I think he's worth adding. A um, couple other names here that I'm looking at. Um out in Indy, uh, another guy in deeper leagues, or if you have a dart throw, uh, Isaiah Jackson. Uh, we always look at this guy as somebody that is huge uh, on a per-minute basis but just doesn't get the playing time. Uh, Jalen Smith got injured Monday and didn't return. Uh, Jackson has been trending up over his last five, and Smith has been kind of trending in the wrong direction. Uh, so I'll take a look at him as well. Um, Scoot Henderson, as he kind of gets back into game shape following his injury, uh, Bilal Koulibaly in Washington as they continue to sink down into the toilet. Um, Nick Batum uh, for Philly, Dario Saric for Golden State. 
uh, Matisse Tybel in Portland and Keontae George in Utah. I know that's just a whole bunch of names uh, throwing at you right here, but these are the guys that I'm really keeping an eye on, uh, you know, not just for this week, but uh, for the rest of the season. Man, you dropped some value bombs on them. I, yo, take notes, like do a screen recording, whatever you got to do. Um, Trey Murphy, another guy that I'm um, st- trying to stash in places. So, you know, I know the word is he's going to be back pretty soon, right, Zach? Yeah, he's supposed to be coming back soon, and I, I love that pickup, man. Trey Murphy the third was phenomenal last season, and if he can come back and even be you know seventy five percent of what he was a season ago, you've got a top one hundred guy that you basically picked up for nothing. Mm-mm-mm. And last question, I, I, I want to just throw this one at you because I've been thinking about it a lot. Alfred Shingun, like, is he the baby Joker? He is the baby joker, man. He's uh, I I love I, I don't know if you've seen this one, but on social media, it's been out for a year or two. There, there's this picture of Charizard, Charmeleon and Charmander and Shangun is Charmander. Sabonis is Charmeleon and and Jokic is, is Charizard. And, and I love that comparison because, yes, he is the baby Jokic. He's in that line of, you know, big men that can pass the ball well. Uh, and I think he's really – he's the youngest of the group, obviously. Uh, this season has been his breakout. I think we were kind of expecting more last season, uh, but but we were a year early on him, right? So this season he has been phenomenal, uh, you know, 29 and 5. Uh, we're seeing flashes of that triple-double upside already. And this guy is so young and still ascending – and, and really, it seems like he's taken on a leadership role for a Houston team that is surprisingly competitive this season. That's that's something that I've loved to see this year. Houston getting back into uh, into the the mix of things and not just being terrible again. So yes, uh, you've got to love and appreciate what Shangun has been able to do. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be the anchor. I think we looked at Jalen Green, you know. Um, New, they, they, they have this young core, like all of these young, like like a stockpile of young talent, right? And yeah. he's in the mix. And then this year, it was clear as day to me. I was like, oh, I like, I didn't see that coming. Like, I I, I thought he was going to be good, but I guess I was just blinded by the Walker Kessler, you know, shine. I was thinking about him so much in the offseason and in draft season that I wasn't as high on Shingun. And man, he is it. You know, like I'm really impressed, and I think he might be this. He might be there, Olajuwon. He he might be, man. If he can, you know, I know that's a high defensive ceiling to reach, but yeah, he can absolutely be their, you know, their anchor of the future. I totally agree with you. And Houston is known, like, from Olajuwon, Ralph Sampson, uh, Yao Ming. Like, they're known for having dominant bigs. So it would just kind of fit into the tradition of Houston winning Houston Rockets basketball. Absolutely, man. So, Zach, we're going to wrap up. But before we get out of here, you have any um, upcoming projects um, that you want to share with the folks? Just the usual, man. Um, nothing special coming down the pipe. Uh, just the usual grind. Um you know, Friday, the waiver wired column over at uh, Roto World. Uh, so that that comes out every Friday, 3000 words on the uh, the current state of the fantasy hoops waiver wire. 
Uh, other than that, uh, you know what we've been up to. Me, you, Noah, and Raph have just been uh, grinding out the player blurbs and and uh, keeping up with the news, man. Love it. And I want to give you a shout out on your Thanksgiving article. <laughs> the one with the, the fixings and the dressings. Like that was really the I almost like I was so into it. I almost did like a video covering it. I just like the family was here and it was just busy. But man, that was good, Zach. That was really good. I appreciate you, man. Thanks. Oh, man. So now that you know what to expect for December for Fantasy Hoops, check out our episode about fantasy basketball trades. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.